Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we have cleaned up the unfortunate conclusion to the previous episode. And we did... Enough explorations to catch up on everything that was lost. So now, the various places of three adventures have been opened up, as I explained in the, explained in the N3 options have been opened up. Three, three new things was to do. And I will start by exploring the sea cliffs near Pakwur, where apparently that's where the sea dragon is, and perhaps more. Visit the sea cliffs. The sea cliffs is the name given to the region of steep, rugged cliffs to the east of Pakwur. Many ancient wandering trails make their way down through the treacherous maze of cliffs and ledges, Few indeed are those who are bold enough to tread such perilous paths. At the base of the cliff region, a sheer drop of just over 100 feet waits to send the unwary plunging into the wary waging arms of the Sundran. And what is the Sundran? The Sundran Sea. The Sundran Sea is a vast expanse of oceans to the north of northern Swift. It's from over this ocean that Swift's two races of men, the Adavari and the Varanthian, first arrive. Ancient legends say the Adavari hero Sheer, who many believe was the only true avatar of Sithak, slew a mighty sea serpent named named Vorgorak, while leading the Ardavari to the shores of Swith. Legend also tells it is the sons and daughters of sons and daughters of Vorgras prowl the Sundran Sea to this day, seeking out the ships of the Ardavari, and vowing revenge on the sons of Sia. Now this pa- this page here had a lot of links on it. And if you want to know what they are, well, you'll just have to uh, go play Swift yourself. Because I want to carry on with the game. And I think I've probably read, I would have read them all earlier at some point. Even if only in the those, that 10 part series episodes where I read all the law book entries. Although some have been added since then. Well, anyway, time to explore the sea cliffs. The sea, the, cliff, the steep region of cliffs to the east of Pakwar, known to all as the sea cliffs, is a place filled with rugged beauty 
an ever-present peril. Okay, so let's just stay well away from the edge. Because, uh... Well, so Crokinger doesn't have to worry about falling as much. Uh, so Crokinger's an amphibian, so salt water really doesn't go go well go well with her not at all and there's a lot of things in the sea that could swallow her whole which would also be quite a damper you know because then you have to cut your way out from the inside and then you and then it takes several baths several baths to get the stink out or something like that. Keep exploring. Suddenly, tucked away at the edge of a long series of long narrow edges, partially hidden by an overhang of rock, discover the mouth of a small cave. Enter the cave. With the light source scattering the gloom, you rarely step into the cave. Okay, this is one of those random caves that you just find. That you just you just find them on the sea cliffs because the sea cliffs whittled with caves just whittled with them because of course of the sea it's eroding things making channels every tiny little fault and crack in the cliff just got smashed into and smashed into and smashed into you had a cave and then and then either cracks in the cave they got smashed into and smashed into and smashed into. You end up with this complicated network of caves. And I'm sure around here there's also these really dramatic arches and columns. Yeah, so something like that. So it sure looks really impressive if you were there. Which, in a way, you are. Or at least, in every way that matters. If you're imagining it hard enough, and I hope you are. Anyway, these caves are randomly generated, with your light stabbing through the darkness. You barely make your way through the narrow, gloomy, gloomy passages of the cliff-sized cave. Alright, and you explore, and, of course, like in all caves, there are monsters that try to kill you. That's just the rules. Whenever you, whenever a cave turns up, monsters are like, Ooh, cave! And they're like, oh, i got to live there. And I'm going to, like, vomit all over the walls and make it all pretty. And I'm going to, going to stand there, and I'm, we're going to hang out and we're going to have monster parties in our cave. Yay! Monster party, monster party, monster party in a cave. Monster party, monster party, monster party in a cave. Let's go kill some humans and then we can play with their heads. In a monster party, monster party, monster party in a cave. Yeah, but of course they say in monsterese, 
which I don't speak, so I'm just translating what I assume they said. Anyway, this is a blood grub. Yes, it's a pale grey blood grub with its massive set of long black pincers. It's a truly revolting sight. The fearsome predator, well, not in the size of a small dog, moves much more swiftly than its bulky, writhing torso might otherwise suggest. Blood grubs use their pincers to seize their prey, which is any living thing within striking distance, then proceed to attach their round mouth to the victim's flesh and suck out its blood. Blood grubs can be found in many environments, including forests, swamps, lakes, rivers and caves. Who they can be encountered alone, their tales abound adventurers who have wittily stumbled into a nest of these deadly, ferocious creatures. A blood grub mask may sometimes include a slugluap. That's spelled S-Y-L-G-A-R-E-B. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Nobody knows. Well, except the GM, of course, but... He may have never actually said it aloud in his entire life. For all we know. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things I've written that I've never spoke. Especially when you write as many things as a GM. You'd give yourself a throat problem. Silkworms are typically twice the size of an orderly blood grub, which makes an encounter with one a rather frightening proposition. Okay, so that, anyway, we're fighting them. This is one of two. Bashy, bashy, blashy, and here... Two, two XP. Stepping back from the remains of your slain enemy, you once again draw yourself into defensive stance as you prepare to engage the last of your determined foes. Now, judging by the two XP, this means this is a very low level fight. You could probably almost handle it straight out of straight out of character generation. Don't know about whether you could well, you could always just run away from, from the cold valley. Yeah, so this is one, this part at least, is one of the earlier quests. There are other parts, of course. Second blood grub. Enemy's blood grubs. The blood grub gashes its massive sense of pincers at you. The enemy's powerful pincers bite into your flesh for five damage. That's the special attack. Yeah, it's got a custom special attack. Not just a savage blow or brutal attack or something. No, this is a unique, unique special attack that pays attention to what you're fighting. And this is slain. 2xp. At last, with no more enemies in sight, you relax your stance and exhale sharply, thankful to have survived the brutal engagement. Defeat a total of two enemies while exploring this cave. You estimate that a dwindling number of enemies remain. After carefully checking over your equipment, you once again resume your exploration of the cave. Okay. Now, of course, in these, here's three blood grubs. You've seen me fight them. You don't. I don't have to weed out again. I'm just going to quick combat them. There's two. And there's three. Only a small handful of enemies remain. Because as you defeat the enemies, 
you get a feeling for roughly how many are left. And when they're all gone, you can loot the cave. And whatever great and fantastical treasures may be inside it. Or maybe get a bit of XP. I think you get a bit of XP. I don't remember. We'll find out soon. Anyway, I'm wandering randomly around the cave. Another three blood grubs. Those are nice to get. Because you get multiple foes defeated with that with less wandering. Still a small handful. Eight total foes. Is there anything else? Come on. Sit a soul blood grub. Still a small handful. Ooh. Let's keep going, keep going. Giant what snail. Just quick combat there. We thought some of them in Lywok Monastery and other places, no doubt. No enemies remain. It's ten down. To carefully check your equipment, you once again resume your exploration of the cave. Well done. You've successfully cleared the cave of its sinister inhabitants. And yes, you do get a little tiny general XP reward for doing this. Just 64 XP, but since there are an unlimited supply of these caves, presumably if you leave them long enough, more monsters come in. And that, that's why they don't want out. And also... As I previously explained, there'd be lots of caves, and this is presumably a wide area. Probably, I don't know, 10, 20 miles long. A couple of hundred metres back, but it's on several different layers. And it wiggles and woggles and jiggles and jaggles. So there's miles and miles and miles, miles of trails to follow. So yeah, lots of caves. Throw a search at the cave. This time it was disappointing, but I did get 36 gold. Okay, and then, then you just leave the cave. Exit the cave, move away, and another one will turn up soon. Suddenly, as you make your way along a broad shelf of rock, went way up one of the region's taller cliff places, you discover the partially concealed mouth of a cave, a foul odour drifts out of the dark opening. And this is a cave, but it's a special cave. It's called the Well-Concealed Cave. We can go back to it later. You're stand or just deal with it now. You're standing on the broad stretch of ledge before the partially concealed mouth of a cliffside cave. A pile of rubble, nearly ten feet high, and several dangling roots serve to hide the dark opening until you're nearly on top of it. A foul odour, reminiscent of rotting meat, wafts out of the cave mouth. Enter the cave. Preparing to face the unexpected, you cautiously make your way into the dark cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of a well-concealed cliffside cave. Just to the south, a wild, wide sloping, uneven passage in, plunges into darkness. A foul odour, reminiscent of motting meat, drifts out of the gloom. Now this is a pretty simple cave. There's a little loop and a little passage to the north, which I've gone in. Now to the loop. The unmistakable odour of rotting flesh pervades the broad kind of 
tunnels of this dark cliffside cave. So presumably something lives here and it hunts and it brings things here and it brings way more things here than it can eat because it has no self-control or maybe it just likes rotten meat. Hmm. Or maybe it thinks it has children, but it doesn't. They're dead. <laughs> Alright, just wander our way around clockwise. Suddenly, pick a random number. Bonus of 44. 18 for woodmanship, 20 from aura, 6 from luck. Got to get 50 or more. Pick now. 65 success. Only a split second before you're about to step onto it, you become aware of a covered pit that spans nearly the entire breadth of the cave passage. Thankful to have spotted the carefully concealed trap, you cautiously step around it before continuing along the uneven floor. And presumably I... knock... I brush... I brush the covering aside so that it's very obvious where the where the hole is. Yeah, maybe I can push some monsters into it later. Okay. Hmm. A trap. Hmm. That implies that whatever whatever who whoever is the current I guess occupant of the cave is some sort of tool user. Goblin? Ogre? Troll, maybe? Could be a Tazar, or even some Kugari that have, you know, had some falling out with the ones in the city. We shall see soon. To the west you can see a large semicircular chamber. Well, let's go in it. Standing in a, in a large sloping semicircular chamber deep in the cave. Piles of festering meat and heaps of debris fill the womb. The overpowering sense of decay makes your eyes water. Do, do they water? Well, they're all, they're already war, pretty watery, so they're even more watery now. A sudden, savage growl makes your blood run cold, and your gaze shoots to the north side of the chamber, where you behold an unwelcome sight. Moving swiftly out of the shadows, his hands, his massive hands, gripping the haft of a heavy wooden club, is a towering, one-eyed ogre. The fearsome creature, his left eye socket little more than a blackened, diseased impression, bellows with rage as he stumps across the chamber towards you. The watching appendage of some dead beast drops from the ogre's left hand as he prepares to attack. So hold your ground and face the ogre or flee immediately. Well, let's see what happens if you do flee. Spoing! You turn and flee from the ogre, dashing wildly along the dark passages of the creature's hidden cave lair. Much to your dismay, the ogre bounds along the twisting corridors at your heels, bellowing with rage as it attempts to overtake you. After a short but harrowing flight, you reach the mouth of the cave and spill out onto the edge of the cliff. Wasting no time, you scurry along the narrow ledge, 
away from the creature. The entrance to the creature is there. Thankfully from the house, however, the one-eyed ogre never emerges from the cave. Well, I can't leave its cave. Someone might steal it, its pile of rotten meat. And that would be dreadful, wouldn't it? Dreadful. Alright, and then you can just enter again. Make your way into the dark cave. Okay, I'm going to approach from the other side. Going anti-clockwise. Here's his same trap, same check as before. Pick now. 71. Only a split second before you're about to step into it, you become aware of a covered pit that spans the entire breadth of the cave passage. Okay, I concealed it. It was concealed. I discover it. Step round it. Don't impale myself. Alright. Now to see the large semi-circular chamber from the other side. I go east. Alright. And it's the same as before. Apparently, the ogres forgot about us, maybe? Or maybe it just doesn't know anything else to do. Well, anyway, I hold the ground and engage the ogre. Because it might have something nice. And anyhow... It's probably going to cause problems for someone at some point. But I mean, yeah, my main reason, it might have something nice. With this savage bellows echoing all around you, and chunks of decayed flesh spilling out of his wide mouth, the one-eyed ogre charges forward, predicting his heavy club as if it weighed no more than a store, weighed no more than a small stick. You bravely engage the fearsome beast to one-eyed ogre. Begin combat. Well, now it's going to be... Stab! Oop! Now it has no eyes. Well, no working eyes. Of course, it makes it angrier, but I don't care. Stabity, 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 stab. Devastating blow for 33 damage. The savage one-eyed ogre swipes you with his heavy wooden club. I stab. It is slain. Alright. Seven combat experience. 512 experience to general. 32 experience to all skills and powers. With a pitiful whimper, the one-eyed ogre collapses onto the cave floor and expires. The savage creature that long protected this hidden carnage-filled lair will never again prey, get prey upon those who dare wander in amongst the sea cliffs. A quick search of the creature's bloody corpse turns up only the gnarled wooden amulet dangling from his thick neck. Decide that a crude object may have some value importance, so you probably take possession of it. It's a gnarled wooden amulet. It's armour for the neck. There's a melee rating 1, might 1, so... Not going to be equipping it. This thick, garled wooden amulet, tied to the length of twisted hides, once adorned the neck of a fearsome, one-eyed ogre that long ago prowled the sea cliffs region near the city of Pakwa. The amulet has been carved to resemble either a dragon or a griffin. You're not really certain which. With your eyes watering due to powerful stench of rotting flesh that fills the chamber, you embark upon a thorough search of the fetid sanctum of the slain beast's lair. 
Scattered among the heaps of rotting meat and other debris that fills the cave chamber, you discover a large and varied collection of objects. You realise immediately that the things lying about his womb likely belong to many of the one-eyed ogre's unfortunate victims. Okay, okay. Well, there won't be any more of those because of the whole dead thing. Okay, so it's just some, some pretty generic loot. Just going to take it. Ooh. Superior bone gauntlets, a bone breastplate. Uh, you're getting some pretty good stuff at the bottom. Padded cap that's unmatched. That's six standard points. Of course, worse than what I have now, which is the Warlord's Helm. Uh, right, and take that. And 58 gold. At last, confidently haven't overlooked anything of value and importance, and nearly overcome by a wave of nausea, you prepare to make your way out of the chamber. And that is... And that's all that happens in that cave. Maybe eventually someone else will move in. But that won't be for a long, long time. Because that ogre was very scary and kept everyone else away and they're going to stay away for quite a while and even if they see it then they're gonna be like what killed this oh we better stay away leave the cave okay move away now you can do regular exploring that's the nothing message you explore the sea cliffs for some time without discovering anything of any particular significance. Suddenly, near the base of one of the steeper, more treacherous cliffs, you come upon the wide, dark mouth of a massive cave. Cautiously, you make your way across a narrow, crumbling ledge to the opening in the cliff face. This is the dark and forbidding cave, and it's a place you can go back to. Because this is a special cave. I don't know how you know it's a special cave. I guess it's just one of those things you just get a feel for when you're adventure. You know, ooh, now this isn't one of those generic caves. This is an important cave. I have to remember where this cave is because it's an important cave. Maybe it says a sign on the, on the side saying, this is an important cave. <laughs> Maybe Tally's won't that. Because who's almost certainly here at some point? You're standing on a lower ledge, directly in front of a wide, dark mouth of a massive cave. You're about to step towards the cave entrance when a deep rumble, whirl, rumble hurtles out of the darkness within. The glutter almost unnervedly sound makes your blood run cold. A short silence follows the fierce war, a silence suddenly broken by a low, thin, rasping voice from the cave. Come in! Wanderer! issues an unexpected voice in. Please come in before you topple from that ledge. Who? A friend? Well, let's... We'll, we'll, we'll go and see who's in there. With your heart pounding and your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you step towards the dark mouth of the massive cave. Suddenly, a dim yellow glow appears out of the blackness before you, shat shattering the deep gloom, revealing an immense passage. 
at the end of which opens a vast stone chamber, curled up in the centre of the, cha- the cavern chamber. Its horned hag, resting in a crook of its giant tail, is a sight that leaves you mo- momentarily breathless. The ancient sea dragon. Its thick green scales appearing almost blue in the golden light now bathing its lair. Narrows its black eyes and snorts. As I believe I said only moments ago, Wanderer. Please come in. Not entirely certain as to what you should do. You boldly hop into the cave chamber and introduce yourself to the massive ancient creature. The sea dragon snorts as you conclude your brief. But call your introduction. I am pleased to know you. Sir Wilkington, he wasps, lifting his bulky, horde head off his tail and turning directly to face you. My name, the name that humans can hear, is Aragorn. Did you come all this way through the cliffs in search of me? Well, that's a part, big part of it. The question catches you off guard before you can answer it. Aragorn again speaks. I'm afraid you Found me in a rather undone state, he says, his slow voice adopting an almost apologetic tone. You see, I've recently been robbed, and I haven't yet figured out how to retrieve what was stolen from me. Believing that Lavagon is accusing you of the theft of whatever was take, taking it, take from him, you ask the great green dragon what has been stolen in a low, rasping voice. The ancient reptilian tells you that seven dragon gems, all that remained of his brothers and sisters, who long ago departed from the world, were recently stolen from his lair by a band of cave goblins. Ooh, oh, you are in for it. You are in for it. Awful creatures, he grumbles, as you may expect. They came calling while I was out and about. Had I returned from the hunt only a few minutes earlier, I might have trapped them in here. But alas, they were already scattering when I caught sight of them. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Doing your best to try and forget you conversing with an ancient sea dragon. Oh, oh, I would never forget that. It's so cool. A dragon that knows no natural enemy, save perhaps one, and that is the griffin. Is what that's underlined. It links to an article. Links to the book about bit about griffins. You listen carefully as Aragorn continues to relate to you the details of the goblin raid on his lair. The dragon tells you upon his, his return from a successful hunt, he returned to his cave to find a large band of cave goblins fleeing into the surrounding cliffs. He managed to kill nearly a dozen of them, 
using both his claws and his formidable fiery breath. But the majority of the wretched beings took shelter in the many caves hidden throughout the sea cliffs. A small group of goblins made it up and off the cliff, he says in his low, rasping voice. They were headed towards the city, though I cannot believe they would even conceive of entering it. Okay, so, sea cliffs and the city. Aragorn tells you that amongst the charred and tattered remains of the goblins he felled, he found no sign of his missing dragon gems. I cannot pursue them into the smaller caves, he says, snorting. It is likely as not there are tunnels in those caves that lead down into some deep, dark goblin lair. It is also possible the goblins met their doom in those places, for the caves are filled with all manner of danger, calling, slivering, and otherwise. Aragorn tells you, tells you that the magic stored in the stolen dragon gems, dra- stored in stolen dragon gems, which which were once the eyes of his brothers and sisters, so no use to goblins, and proved to be of very little use to humans. My line has never been blessed with the magic possessed by some of our kind, he says. But these dragon gems are all that remains of my kin. I am the last of my line. And perhaps the last of the sea dragons. Well, that really sucks. That really, really sucks. (laughs) I hope not. I really hope not. Though on that point I cannot be certain. You speak with the great dragon for quite some time, on a variety of topics. He seems to take only a passing interest in the affairs of the world, though you find him exceptionally knowledgeable. However, the conversation always returns to the subject of the seven stolen dragon gems. And there's a link for dragon gems. I've missed it all these other times, but now I'm going to click it. Dragon gems. A dragon gem is the petrified eye of a dragon. Oh, that is so cool. When a dragon dies, the magic it possessed during its lifetime is said to manifest within the creature's eyes. Shortly after death, a dragon's eyes were naturally petrifying, becoming nearly nearly as dense and hard as diamonds, and shrinking to barely a quarter of the size they were during life. Because of the potent magic they contain, dragon gems have long been sought by enchanters and other mages. And dragon gems are often used to adorn and enchant both weapons and armour, and to enhance the effects of certain types of magic. Some dragons, notably sea dragons, are known to preserve, hoard, the dragon gems of their kin, which they use to enhance their own mastery of magic. Oh, very, very nice. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, now that's a jerk thing. The last remnants of the only family you ever had. Stolen. For no particular reason. Yeah, I gotta do. I gotta get these dragon gems back. Off to the search for the stolen, stolen dragon gems. Afrikaans allow a 
large eyes narrow. Narrow as you voice your desire to seek out and return to him the dragon gems that were stolen out of his lair. The great sea dragon snorts and wided, rises out of his curl position, revealing the fearsome enormity of his mighty scale-clad bulk. Succeed or fail as you may upon such an errand, for both time and goblin treachery hold work against you. I shall never forget this, he rasps. Thank you, Sir Croakington. Succeed or fail as you may on such Hill of as you may upon such an errand, for both time and goblin treachery are at work against us. I shall never forget that, he rasps. Thank you, Sir Crokington. Aragorn tells you again that while most of the goblins fled into the many small caves that lie scattered throughout the sea cliffs region, a small group of the fiendish creatures made their way up into the hills above and fled towards Pakwur. You quickly realise that searching for the stolen dragon zones may prove to be a long and arduous task, and finding and returning all seven of the missing gems may prove to be almost impossible. Still, undaunted by the difficulty of the mission ahead, you tell the ancient dragon you will do your best to hunt down and retrieve the dragon gems. Thank you again, Sir Croken, he says. I eagerly await any word you see fit to bring me with regard to the search. Now, we've got a grey box. You should begin your search for the missing dragon gems by exploring the sea cliffs region also. Don't forget Aragorn told you that a group of cave goblins fled towards Pakwur. At length, after thoroughly exhausting nearly half a dozen subjects, you decide it's time to take your, li- your leave of the sea dragon. Aragorn bids you farewell, tells you you should again find yourself wandering the sea cliffs. He would very much enjoy the pleasure of your company. Take care and mind those ledges, he calls out. He calls out after you to step out of the clave. They're known to crumble away now and then. A dangerous event if you don't have wings. You salute the great dragon with a final wave before preparing to set off and resume your exploration of the cliffs. Hey, I've got a dragon friend, dragon friend, dragon friend. Suddenly, on a broad shelf of a weathered rock, less than 20 yards above the churning sea at the base of the cliffs, you make a gruesome discovery. Lying sprawled out, face down, in the middle of the rock shelf. Upon which you stand is the unmoving body of a chain-clad man. You instantly realise this unfortunate man has died as the result of a fall from one of the perilous ledges far above. A quick search of his body reveals nothing of much interest, save for a leather pouch attached to his belt, contains a few gold tokens and a set of triangular stone dice. That's 17 gold, these dice. You discover this set of die, triangular bone dice in a pouch of the man, pouch on the belt of a man who had obviously fallen to his death in the working sea cliffs region near the city of Pakwar. After placing the dice in amongst your other possessions, you pay your final respects to the fallen adventurer before healing off his corpse off the ledge and into the waging sea below. 
had to use a little bit of the old telekinesis for that. Because, you know, I'm small. <laughs> Not me. I'm small. The adventurer's regular size. As the body becomes lost in the churning ocean at the base of the cliffs, you turn and once again set off to resume your exploration of this rugged region. Keep exploring. Suddenly. Alright, this is just a regular cave. Alright, just gonna wander around. Just like the other caves. Random, random fights with monsters. And when you get enough, you get to get a check over the cave. It's a very small, this cave. There's a blood grub. 2xp. Dwindling number of foes. It's two blood grubs. That's two in a row, not two at the same time. That would be ridiculously unfair. Small handful of foes remain. Okay. Three blood grubs. Alright. And. Still a small handful remain. Let's see. Just keep wandering, wandering, wandering. Another three blood grubs. That might be all we need. And do that. No enemies remain. 64 XP. Be general. Throw a search of the cave. Some loot. 16 gold. Suddenly. 128 experience to general. You may, as you're making your way out of the cave, you stumble upon something that previously escaped your notice. Behind a pile of rubble, concealed in the dense gloom that fills this cliff-sized lair, you discover the half-devoured, decomposing remains of several cave goblins. Yeah, well... You made a dragon sad, so... Screw you. The goblins appear to have met a gruesome fate in this dark cave. Recalling that it was cave goblins that raided our guns there, you quickly, swiftly search through the rotting pile. Suddenly, towards the bottom of the heap, you come across what you've been seeking. Or maybe... The... Or maybe... Or maybe the dragon gem got them into a... Got them into a frenzy of... Stabby of stabbing each other to claim the dragon gem because I mean it's so shiny lying on the cave floor beneath the bloodied feasting remain festering remains of the sl of a slain cave goblin is a dragon gem wasting no time you reach down and take possession of the small petrified eye we now have a dragon gem this large black gem, known as the Dragon Gem, is actually the petrified eye of a sea dragon. You offer to find and retrieve the seven dragon gems that were stolen from the lair of the ancient sea dragon Archigon. You currently possess one of the seven dragon gems that were taken from Aragon's lair. Oh, got to get the other six. After searching through the pile again, gross, making searching up and overlooked anything, you promptly resume your trek out of the cave. Alright, just gonna... Oh, oh yeah, I'm done with this cave. So... Exit the cave. 
move away. Let's keep exploring. That's the nothing message. Nothing message. The nothing message. Here's another cave. How about I'll just. Oh, it's a trijaw, one of three. We encountered those when we were working for the Border Ranger Guild. So, no need to read the description. And of course, you can find it out on swift.com. Just click the law book entry, it's on the main page. But you really should play the game. Right, a couple more blood grubs. Only a small handful of foes left. Could be. That's, this might be enough. It's another three blood grubs. They dropped some loot. Guess they accidentally aided. Sturdy spear. Still some left. Okay, keep wandering, wandering around. Ancient sea cliffs again, looking for some goblin gems. Do 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 do. Wandering around, backward sea cliffs, and I'm looking for some dragon gems. They're from, I steal them from a goblin, but they're not a goblin's gems because the goblins are the thieves, so they're still a dragon gem. Because they're made from a dragon and belong to a dragon gun. Back to a dragon gun, be friends with a dragon. Two blood grubs get slain. On behalf of no enemies remain. 64 XP to general. Terrible loot. Nope, nothing that time. Alright. Now. Anyhow, you, you, you get how it's going to go. I'm going to explore the caves. Sometimes I get a dragon gem, sometimes I don't. So I'll just go pause until we get something. Here comes another suddenly. 128 experience to general. As you're making your way out to the cave, you stumble upon something that previously escaped your notice. Behind a pile of wobble, concealed in the dense gloom that fills this cliffside air, discover the half-devoured, decomposing remains of several cave goblins. The goblins appear to have made a gruesome fate in this dark cave. Recalling those cave goblins awaited, Waited Arakan's there. You quickly search through the rotting pile. Suddenly, towards the bottom of the heap, you come across what you've been seeking. Lying on the cave floor, beneath the bloodied, festering remains of a slain cave goblin, is a dragon gem. Wasting no time, you reach down and take possession of the small petrified eye. And that's two of them. And now I can make my way out of the cave. And I shall do so. Move away, and I'll... Keep I'll keep exploring while it's paused. And there's Dragon Gem number three. Same message before that as the others, so I guess I don't have to read it a third time. You're not you you won't really get anything. I won't get anything, so I'm just gonna carry on. Pausing again. Here's something new. As you carefully make your way along a broad sloping ledge that cuts across one of the more sheer cliff faces, you are suddenly frozen in horror at the sound of a ghastly shriek from above. You instinctively shoot your gaze skyward, only to have your heart skip a beat as your eyes fall upon a dreadful sight. Shrieking towards you from above, 
His deadly talons sprayed in anticipation of taking hold of its prey. It's a massive tackerback. And we encountered those when we joined the Silver Crest. You hurriedly draw yourself into combat ready stance. It's a giant bird of pluck prey sloops in for the kill. Giant tackerback tears it to its beak and talon. And is slain. Because apparently it just forgot that it could fly. Which apparently a lot of birds do in video games. They just forget that they can fly. And you know, they could just go uh, just go out of range of all my attacks. Even archery attacks if it comes to it if they fly high enough. Hmm. But they forget that. It's just well, for convenience really. Because, I mean, you want to be able to fight birds, but you don't want them to be able to just, you know, attack you with no way for you to really respond, because that would be really, really annoying. And you don't want them to be able to say, drop a turser on your head, your shiny, shiny head, like your Aesop or something. So, so, so the birds just stay about six feet off the ground at all times. And because you don't want to animate them on the ground, they stay at that altitude at all times, always flying, never resting. That's just, that's just how it has to work. Unless you're going to put a lot of work in. But no one would even appreciate it if you did. So they don't. Six combat experience, 256 experience to general. The dying Takabak thrashes about on the ledge for several moments before finally toppling off and plummeting into the waging sea at the base of the cliff. The vicious winged predator is now gone forever. I hope it didn't have any dependents. After checking over your equipment and taking a few moments to recover from the brutal fight, he once again resumed your exploration of this rugged region. Keep exploring. Rugged cliff region. This is the nothing messages. Back to pausing. And here's Dragon Gem number four. Doop, doop, doop. And then number five. Here we go. Dragon Gem. Number six. And since one of them went towards the city, we're going to have to go to the city to find the last one. Alright, let's make my way out of this out of this cave. Went to quite a few caves between the dragon gems. Got a bit of loot. Didn't get any of the really nice loot drops that time, but oh well. To the city. Now, curious items. Curious and valuable items. Who would know about those? Why? Tinnicliff. 
Nice to meet you again, said Quirk. He says, any new adventures to relate? Well, come on then. Let me hear what there is to know about it. Okay. Uh, speak with him. Okay, show him some items. And he sometimes, he talks about some of the items you show him, so... Set of triangular bone dice. Simitiki's eyes widen slightly as she produces the set of triangular bone dice. He studies them carefully, muttering himself as he slowly strokes his chin. He tells you he will give you four adventure tokens for the dice. Alright, there we are. Just the sort of thing I've been looking for, he says, warning the dice along the table in front of him. A very interesting find. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes you got to you can't play it without a D4. Okay, show some other items. No. There's that amulet that I got from that, that ogre in the stinky, stinky cave. That's another four adventure tokens. It's just the sort of thing I've been looking for, he says, slipping the amulet into his pocket. Thank you for bringing it in. Hmm. They react slightly differently to each item. Because yeah, just a little bit differently. It's not just you lose it, you get the ATs. He's reacting, he's reacting. Speak with Timokiv. Timokiv tells you he's too hurt. He hopes to soon sell the gold wooden amulet he bought him. From a troll's lair, was it? He asks you. Oh, no. No. Well, no matter, I suppose. And oh, good is then. Timothy reminds you he's always on the lookout for strange and rare items. And don't you go worrying over what's strange or what's rare. Spring it to me and I'll have a look. I know what's what. Okay, now. I'm gonna. I, I don't wanna. Sell these dragon gems. I'm just wondering if you know where any of them have went. Look at the dragon gems. Typical smiles as you hold up the dragon gem. Emma guides you with a curious glance as he reaches into his pocket and produces an identical stone. I purchased this one from a man outside the city I sometimes have dealings with. Perhaps you'll be interested in buying it. I wonder who this man is. I guess we're, there's even no way to know. Because obviously there's going to be several, lots of people in the city who could slay goblins. Because they're not really that hard to kill. Unless, of course, they form a true horde. Then you have problems. Perhaps you'd be interested in buying it. Timberkiff offers to sell you the dragon gem and prop he possesses for four adventure tokens of 10,000 gold. He tells you he's another buyer for the dragon gem already in mind. His price is firm. Okay, let's just get this dragon gem. I mean, we're making a dragon happy. That's totally worth four ATs and 10,000 gold.
There we are. Now we have seven dragon gems. I'm afraid the, I'll be spending the money. I'm afraid the man to whom I was going to sell that stone will be somewhat put off, but that's no concern of yours. Hope you enjoy the gem. Certainly rarity, I'm quite rare. Okay. That's that. We have the seven dragon gems. Okay. Back to the sea cliffs. Explore the sea cliffs. Previously discovered location. Welcome seal cave. Oh no, this is the one with the slain ogre. It's not the world. Dark and foreboding cave. You're standing on the aloe ledge, directly in front of the wide, dark mouth, the mapish cave lair. Massive cave lair of the great sea dragon, Archagon. The great dragon, long one of the most feared denizens of the North Broadlands, has had his seven dragon gems stolen by a band of cave goblins. You've offered to find and return the missing gems. Enter the cave. As you step into the cave, a dim yellow glow appears out of the blackness before you, scattering the deep gloom and revealing an immense passage, the end of which opens into a vast dome chamber. You proceed into the massive chamber, only to discover that Archicon is nowhere to be found. Believing the ancient sea dragon must be again be out on the hunt, you turn and prepare to make your way out of the cave. Suddenly... Just as you're about to step into the passage leading out of the cave, the sound of massive wings beating outside, beating the air, rushes to the chamber. You instinctively step to the side, and not a moment too soon. Seconds later, the ancient sea dragon soars out of the passage and into the heart of his abode, circling once before landing in the centre of the chamber. Awakan looks at you quizzically and snorts. When you unfurl the fingers of your white hand, Oh, uh, no, wait. When I open up my mysterious inventory, display for him, all, all, him the seven recovered dragon gems. I guess I just... I, op yeah, I open one of my backpacks and the dragon gems spill out. The great dragon flumps his tail on the cave floor, leashes a fearsome war. Beyond all hope, he cries. His voice suddenly powerful and resonance, resonating. This is beyond all help. I'm sorry I don't sound like a dragon, but I'm not really big. <laughs> it's me saying that. Okay. 2048 experience to general, 256 experience to all skills and powers. You promptly place the seven dragon, ge dragon gems before I had gone and watches he studies the stones closely. So looking them over for nearly a minute, he draws them beneath his tremendous bulk and turns his softened gaze upon you. I only wish I had something worthy to give you in return, he says, his voice once again low and rasping. I must have it, though. I've spent a lifetime on a hunt, and I've done very little treasure hoarding still. I think you might find a use for this. The ancient sea dragon flicks a broad, flicks a blood-stained leather bag towards you. The seemingly heavy, weathered schedule lands at your feet. You're surprised to discover the weighty, 
bag contains 24 adventure tokens and a small amount of gold. That's 1,045 gold. Arakan again thanks you for retrieving the seven dragon gems. Tells you he will never again let them out of his possession. I hope you've come to know me as a friend, Sir Crokin, he says. For I have come to think of you as such. You will be ever you will ever be welcome in whatever place I make my lair. You spend the next couple of hours relaxing and speaking with the ancient sea dragon, listening with great interest as he describes for you just a few of the amazing, many amazing things he's seen throughout his long and storied life. At last, eager to be on your way, you allow Archigon to resume his near endless hunt for food and bid him farewell and prepare to leave his cave. In a low, rasping voice, the great dragon wishes you well and tells you to take care on your journeys. And he's not in the cave again. I think that might be your, all your encounters with him, which is a pity. But I can understand. You've had the quest. So, anyhow, that, that's, all, that's pretty much all the exploring that you can do in the sea cliffs. So, now to the city of Pakwar. Now, what to do next? There was still, well, there's still the original adventure, a lonely stretch of road. There's the tunnels of peril, and there's flicking that lever that's far out at sea. Mm, I think the next thing we'll do is flick the lever that's far out at sea, above those, below... Below those massive columns, but we've got to climb to the top of the column to get to it. It's all a bit. It's quite quite a long way to go to press one lever. Yes, that, that is what we shall do next. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.